This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to That Mill Podcast. A little live show today. It was Mickey's idea. He's not here for it at the minute. He's having tech issues. Send us out on the first half with. But welcome to the show, guys. Uh, this is obviously interactive. We'll get your comments on, um, get your feedback, and just join the debate with us. Joining myself, I've got Mr. Joe Zampa. Hello, mate. You all right? Oh, yeah. How you doing? You all good? All good, pal. Well, just about still recovering from Monday's defeat. But yeah, there we have it. Um, and also joining us today, we've got Chris. You right, mate? Hello, mate. Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Looking forward to doing a show with most of us. It's, it's nice yeah. to, to have us all on here for once. That's it. Yeah, indeed. And also we've got Stephen. Hello, mate. Hello, boys. You're right. Long time for us all. So hopefully this is a good one and we get plenty of interaction yeah. for us all. We do have Ben as well, who's not here in a minute, but I'm sure he'll be back in a second to join us. And obviously, Mickey as well will be joining. But obviously, if you've got anything to add to the show, like I said, we're going to just start off and talk about Hull on Monday um, and the 1-0 defeat at Hull. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'm going to probably end up ranting and raving if I go. So, who, who wants to step in and have a go? Chris, I'm going to come to you, actually, because I know you're up there with me. Go on, Chris. What did you make of Monday's game, mate? <laughs> <laughs> give, give, him, give him the shit sandwich. Start with the goods. <laughs> shit in the middle. End it on a high game. Go on. So, um, we created lots of chances. <laughs> no, no um, I honestly think... I, I do not know how we didn't walk away with a win from that game, let alone a point. I, I, I counted... We had 22 shots. I counted on at least a dozen good goal-scoring opportunities. And I think if you isolate that performance and take away, you know, because the thing is you end up looking at the trend, right? Which is four games, haven't scored a goal, you know, but isolate that performance and it was bloody unlucky. It really was. I actually thought the overall performance wasn't bad. The only thing I would say, if you can't score, you take a point from that because you'd be defensively resilient. And I honestly think the goal that we that we let in was really, really soft from a number of different angles. And that's really disappointing. So, look, we move on to Preston. We There is nothing other than three points that's acceptable for that. It is uh, literally um, make or break time. So, yeah, we'll get into it. But um, I'm trying to keep myself sort of glass half full at the minute. I'm normally the same as well, and I'm still glass half full because the fact is we're fifth in the table, right, chaps? You know, like we're we're a fifth. It's it's crazy. This time of the season, five games to go, we all would have took that. 
I think it's just, you know, the performance was good on Monday, but the raw emotion I'd walking out is still with me now. It, the performance wasn't important in that game. We could have, like, scored in the first minute and not had a single shot for the rest of the game. They could have 30 shots on goal. But we yeah. could have won 1-0. The, the result was the most important thing for me. I mean, Joe, what did you make of OLC on Monday? I think I'm still, that's what I'm thinking now. Just, we needed that result. We needed the confidence booster. We haven't got it, but we've still got the fate in our own hands, I suppose, haven't we? Yeah, I think we're still in the driving seat. You know, so we're, we're, I guess we're, we're in control of our destiny at the moment. I mean, um, it doesn't help the fact we haven't won in, in how many games and scored in how many games, you know, but um, we certainly need to turn it around against Preston. We need to get a result there. I mean, I keep feeling every every game, last few games, I keep saying it's a must-win game and we're not winning them. So how often are we going to carry on saying this is a must-win game when we don't get what we want, you know, and we come out of a draw if we're lucky, you know? Um Going back to uh, Chaps' point there, I think we look good as in chance we created. Um, we, we, we didn't get many on target out of the 22 chances I think we had. Um, their keeper, to be fair, was, was was quality. I mean, he made some really, 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 really good saves. I think he was man of the match as well, wasn't he? So, you know, him being man of the match, we could have played that badly, could we, to be fair, um, for him to get to get the, uh, the man of the match award. But um, ultimately, you know, you've got to get the ball back in the net and we didn't do that. And we conceded and, and, and we lost. It's, a sh- it's such a shame because I think we were in a very good position to win that game and win it quite comfortably. But we just need a bit of luck that, that one goal to, come, to go in and then we're kind of on the, on the driving foot. But it, it just wasn't to happen, unfortunately, was it? No, I agree. I mean, Stephen, do you agree with that? I mean, in isolation, I think, you know, like everyone's saying, it was a great performance in theory. But ultimately, we did score that goal and the goal we gave away was very poor. So, you know, it's, it's, how do you feel after Monday's defeat, mate? It, the the biggest problem is when you say in isolation, yeah, it was good. It was a good performance, but at this stage of the season, there's always a team that kind of comes up through the table that's got momentum. Unfortunately, we play them next. It's Preston. They've won five out of six. Um, mm. They've got the momentum. They're they're building towards a playoff push, and everyone else, it seems, including us, are doing their best to throw it away. You know, Norwich can't win. Blackburn can't win, we can't win, West Brom can't win. And it's allowing teams like Sunderland and Preston, who we thought were out of it maybe two or three games ago, and they're thinking, hold on a minute, we're, we're right back in this. And I think that's where the problem lies. You, 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 what you said earlier, Omar, was bang on. I'd have taken one shot, one goal, one nil, and come away with three points. On the plus side, without being too defeatist, because I think it's easy to get caught up in a loss, it is in our own hands. We do have three games left at the Den. And I think Preston have got to play Blackburn in a couple of weeks. Norwich are playing uh, Middlesbrough this weekend. Everybody around us, nobody can pick up maximum points. So it is still in our hands. We do have to play the teams that are, are really competing with us. So it's not all doom and gloom, but we've got to find a way of putting the ball in the back of the net because at the moment we just can't do it. No, I agree, definitely. Um, just hello to everyone in the chat. Obviously, be sure to say hello. Uh, Gazza's put a comment in here saying, we certainly have taken the position we are in with the games we have left. I mean, in theory, f- is it three home games and two away games left, guys? Mm-hmm. Not in a bad position, are we, I suppose, in that sense. Um, hello to Chris as well in the chat. Another Chris. How many Chris, how many Chris are watching? <laughs> um, but let's talk about the game in a bit more detail then. We mentioned, obviously, the chances we had. I mean, the first half in particular... I think obviously Danny Mack for me had a massive chance towards on towards the end of the first half. Ollie Burke had a couple. Um Chris, I mean, 
which one stands out for you the most that he's guilt-edged, I suppose? Yeah, and um, I think I'm going to address something really early on because it's kind of related. Um, Holly Burke, I um, I want to defend him and I might yeah. get absolute pelters. Seriously, Not I might so be interested in the chat, but... I, I've, anyone who listens to my post-match thing, I've said that he doesn't offer enough. Um, he didn't offer enough in the Luton game um, and so on. He started against Hull and I think it shocked a lot of us based on his Luton performance. But if I'm honest, other than maybe Sav, I thought he was our best player. I really yep. did. I mm. thought pretty much every chance we created came through him. Um, yes, he missed two chances in the first half, but I wouldn't say they were like... Guilt edged. I think one was a decent save, and the other one was it hit the bar and it could have gone anywhere. So, like, I do, I, I feel for him because he was getting absolute pelters um, in in like when I was in the stands, just absolute pelters, almost like being booed constantly. And I just, I didn't really get it. That aside, to answer your question, Omar, I think probably the most guilt edged chance in the first half is probably Danny Max. Mm. Being honest. Uh, you know, he's sort of 10 yards out. All right, and it's on his weaker foot, but the space opens up for him and he doesn't hit the target. In actual fact, it's ballooned over the bar. And I think that also represents something that I'd love at some, you know, whether it's this show or another show to get into, which is I think we need more output from a, an offensive perspective from our fullbacks. Um, we just, this season, love Muzzle, love Danny Mack. I think they're um, they're, they're great defensively. But I think we need more from the fullbacks um, in, the, in the attacking areas. So, yeah, that was my perspective on it. Um, but there was also some other chances in the second half, weren't there, Omar, that were were equally yeah. as uh, equally as frustrating that we didn't score. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked out Danny Match's chance as well for me anyway for the first half. I think what sprung out to me, obviously, the chance he had. I mean, he, he leans back, left foot, swings over the bar. But then if you watch the highlights back, you see Fleming uh, towards the back post, just like look at him, just approval going. You know, I think the frustration, like the players were desperate for it as well. And I think, you know, they wanted that breakthrough. And I think that maybe is the first sign of like, not getting on each other's back, but maybe Fleming as well, expecting the high standards as well from the rest of his teammates. I, I don't know, maybe you're, you're not in London, Stephen. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but you see him look and he, he just looks in disapproval, shakes his head and like storms off almost sort of thing. I mean, I don't know what you made of that. Well, I'm going to, just before I come on to that, two points Chris made there. Malone and, sorry, uh, Wallace and McNamara need to do more going forward. It's no coincidence that Scott Malone, I mean, he, we haven't got many assists, but he's got three of them this year. He's up there on the top assists, but he's not playing because he, he defensively is weak. But if you in, in the modern game, fullbacks have to be able to do both and ours just aren't good enough. Their delivery is not good enough. Um, I think Fleming is... I think Fleming's frustrated because I think he realizes that he's on the close to doing. He's on the um, he's close to achieving something quite special. First league in English, first season in English football. He's he's come over with a bit of a reputation, but I think he's exceeded to some people that expectation. And I just think he wants better from his teammates. Look, we all can say I'm sure all of us have either played in the park or played in an eleven aside game where we probably should have passed it or we've got an open goal and someone's hit. We understand that and Danny McNamara has seen the you know the glamour of scoring a goal. But sometimes you just have to be a little bit better. And and the the final point on on Burke, I I raised this on the live show we did um me and Ben did the other day. I think Rowett's desperate for one of the wingers to put their mark on 
that shirt that he's desperate for one of them to to stand up, create a goal, score a goal, do something. And and Burke almost, he was so close to giving him exactly what he wanted, a winger who's got end product. And he was inches away. But as we say, if you, if you, if you can't score and, you know, Honeyman, Voggy, Watmore, Burke, I won't include Essay because I don't think he's getting as much game time as the others. He's desperate for one of them to do something. Burke's been the closest, but... Close isn't quite enough at this stage of the season. So let's go to a comment from Paul Donovan here. He says, with Burke, I think it's more we needed goals and end product, whereas he is someone with physical attributes but little t- in terms of goals and assists. Same with majority of our squad, if we are honest. I mean, Chris, you picked up on obviously about the fullbacks, but I suppose it is true, like the rest of the team, there's not many goals in that side. Normally, set pieces. I, I kind of said the other day at home, when was the last time we scored from a set piece? Uh, especially like our, our corners. I remember pressing oh, away... I think obviously I think Creswell sort of scored a few goals this season. We look at like even Cooper. I mean, when's the last time Jake Cooper scored a goal for us? It must, I know he's scored a winner earlier this season. It rings a bell, but I think the rest of the team needs to chip in with their goals. I mean, Stephen, welcome, to, oh, Stephen. Ben, welcome to the show as well, mate. <laughs> um, what do you make of Oli, Oli, uh, Oli Burke and the talking point in the chat here at the minute about you know Burke's output? And I think Chris name dropped him as one of his best players on Monday's game. I don't know what you thought? Yeah, I, I think absolutely spot on. Um, came through Burke all the good moves we made I actually made a point to Chris during the game I thought one of their fullbacks was looked quite large and looked quite slow and at the time I think he was their right fullback and Burke was playing on our right wing I said we need to get him swapped round at some point because he's going to absolutely roast him um, and it wasn't long until Rowett did that and he got in behind a couple of times. But for me, it was Burke's best game in a Mill shirt that certainly I've seen. I think that that, that Paul, point from Paul there is just spot on. The only thing that missed from that game to make it a complete performance from him was a goal or, or an assist. I know, Joe, you'd mentioned um, the kind of, I'm going to say, half chance he had in the first half of that header. Um, but again, if he kind of anticipates it a bit more, maybe it's going to be a bit of a better chance for him. Um, and just... Again, I don't know if you guys already touched upon it, but the, the, the effort that hit the bar, he's just got a score. And mm. the one before that, that he just slammed down Carl Darlow's throat. Again, I think it's one of those ones. If it goes a yard either side, it's probably a goal because he's so close. So it was it was his best performance in a mill shirt for me. But again, the thing that we all needed on the Monday was just a bit of end product of it. But that was the whole team, the whole 11 players on the pitch. Couldn't really fault any of them, really. And it, it was just that final pass. It was just that... That finish, whatever it was, it was just the end product pretty much from everyone all day. Do you have anything to add on back? Um, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's probably one of his, his better performances. Um, I don't think it was great. I mean, it, it, it could be a case of that, you know, he's probably the best of a, of a fairly bad bunch uh, on, on Monday. Um, the trouble is, I mean, goal scoring is, is an issue, it's a problem, obviously, we can see quite clearly it is. And we relied heavily this season, especially after sort of, you know, sort of Christmas and off Christmas, with Fleming and Bradshaw getting the goals. Um, as soon as they stop scoring, there's just no goals coming from anywhere else in the team at the moment. And the, and the scary thing is, I mean, I don't know about you guys but, and, and the listeners here, but whenever you watch Mill warming up before a game and they're sort of taking shots and whatever, they're, they're always shit. Like they're always over the bar and over, and there's no defenders pressing them. They've got all the time in the world to pick their, their spot, and they can't even fucking finish in a warm up. So, what chance they got it in, in, a, in a match when it's high intensity, you know, the nerves are up and everything else. So, it does concern me. And again, does this go back to our coaching? 
fact, we've all got yeah, defensive coaches. We've got no attacking-minded coaches. Are they not doing enough in the training grounds? Are they not doing enough in, in their positioning, you know, in, in the shooting practice? I don't know what it is, but, yeah, goals has been an issue all season. And um, so that needs to change in that department. I don't know what it is. Maybe they just need a, an attacking coach to kind of help give these guys a bit more confidence maybe in front of goal. I don't know. I think um, we touched on Burks uh, hitting the crossbar with uh, Ben. I agree with you, Ben, uh, uh, Joe, as well, obviously, like, there's not the quality in front of the goal has been quite poor in general, but the build-up play to that, I was thinking, cool, this could be like central for goal of the season, wasn't it? I think, I think Fleming receives the ball, Hollyman's made the overlap on the left side, ball into the box, Burt needs to tuck it away to make it look like a classy goal. And you're like, that's not Millwall really normally. You're right. Can I ask you a question there, Omar? On on that turn, when Fleming pulls it back to um, to Burke, shouldn't he open up his body and go for, go for a goal? Is that lack of confidence? Because I mean, Fleming, yeah. you know, three or four games ago would have tried to put that one away or hit for the top corner. He's, he's been played through by, was it Honeymoon? I think it might have been. I think, he's I think, he's, I think he says it through Honeymoon in the end, I think on the left. And then it's... Yeah, and then, and then he kind of gets through on goal. Might go for a shot. He then pulls it across the butt, which you could argue, yeah, that's a good move. But why did he go for the shot himself? So is it a confidence thing at the moment amongst all the strikers, the attacking players? It's just very, very strange to see. I mean, it's a great move. It looked great. And if Burt buried it, it would have been a fantastic goal. But, um, yeah, I, I think shooting is definitely um, an issue at the moment. And um, who knows, maybe we, we need one game. I think it was like last season, was it, against Sheffield Wednesday when we were for this goal drought, remember? Mm-hmm. I think we won 4-0, 4-1. And goals just flying in, weren't they? And suddenly the confidence was lifted again. And, you know, we didn't see a problem scoring goals after that. We just probably need one game where we're going to batter, uh, uh, hopefully be Preston uh, on Saturday. And then we can still get back our get our goal scoring fall back on again because we, we fucking need it, don't we? we we're at the, uh, the business end of the season now. We've got five games left, whatever it is. So if we don't do it now. We, we, we're, we're screwed, aren't we? Even Monday, though, Joe, it just seemed like if we'd have scored one on Monday, we'd have scored seven. It seemed like that so. sort of game. Like the amount yeah. of chances that we had, it just we just needed one to hit someone on the arse and go in a deflection to something. We just mm. needed one because we had so many decent opportunities. And going back to your point, Omar, the set pieces, I can think of two really good chances again that we had on Monday. There was one in the, in the first half. I think I said at the time, Chris, it was Murray Wallace, but I think it might have been Hutch. And there was certainly one in the second half. I'm not sure who that was, but it was pretty much under the crossbar. Both of them, they, they were inside. Essay, Ben, last kick of the game, literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had two really decent opportunities from set pieces that normally you would thought would do better. Certainly one in the first half. I mean, we were, it was right down the other end from us, but it looked like it wasn't that far out. I haven't seen the, the game back, but it looked like it was pretty close from a set piece. And so, yeah, the one we just mentioned there, Chris, the last kick of the game, SA was pretty much under the bar, but you don't expect him to score. He's the smallest man on the pitch. But, mm. yeah, just we just needed something to happen on Monday. We had so many chances. It's the most I've seen us create in a game in God knows how long. I think, yeah, I think also the, the quality we're missing, I think, the only real last quality mind that got the six in the memories, obviously, you've got Fleming's at Stoke. That's obviously a great goal. Takes it, runs up the pitch, finishes it. Watmore's at QPR. But then it's like they're few and far between, aren't they? The finishes where they're like crisp finishes, back of the net, no doubt. It's, it's definitely, obviously, Brad is, I suppose, against Norwich as well. But then, you know, aside from that, there's not many goals that kind of stick in the memory of that. Um, just a couple of comments from people. Uh, Adam has got here. Our pre match drills on experience to watch. Chris Brown. Um, <laughs> great name, Chris Brown. Another Chris. I like Sorry? the way Adams come on when you're on, but when you're not, you <laughs> don't come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Another, just another, fucking <laughs> blocking. I'm loving these comments, by the way. 
that's why I don't sit behind uh, behind the warm up. Um, me bother will go flying. Um, we'll go to a talking point here. We got from Darren. Um, I, I guess open it to anyone to answer this one. But also, I think we need to go two up top. It's hitting the ball long to Bradley's not working. Is that something that's maybe starting to creep through now a little or, bit? Or to, to Darren's point, there could Fleming be a lot closer to, to Bradshaw because so often we've seen it that ball going long to Bradders and Darren's right. You know, Bradders is, is isolated. And uh, whether it's a fitness thing, I don't know what it is. I think we play so so deep sometimes that in the transition of playing when we're attacking, we're so far back, we just can't get forward quick enough, can we? You know, if we're playing a little bit more high up the pitch and the high press, maybe we might be in and around those those knockdowns. It was very nice ball as well. Against it's a West bit like saying it's second, a scored goal. Second half. Go on, Mickey, sorry. It's a bit like saying if we score goals, Joe, then we'd win games. <laughs> no, I'm talking about tactics. Do you know what I mean? We, <laughs> Rowe's playing at a deep yeah, defensive line. Yeah, but we've, we've got five... No, what I'm saying is he, he's playing defensively with deep defensive line. Man. Why? It's in transition. We're not set up for the counter because we're so deep, aren't we, in our own half? Mickey, I think you get your, think you get your band, Mickey from like um, EE or something, mate. It's a bit poor. <laughs> like, <can't> <laughs> um, but no, I've, it's my laptop, gone. I think, not my broadband, so don't panic. Okay, okay. Well, I'll let you try and work on that. I was going to say to Joe's point about Fleming close up top, I noticed it um, against West Brom. I think second half he was more involved in the, in the final third and obviously had that header. That he should have scored that score as well. And there's definitely something in that. But then at my counterpoint to Darren's point of saying two up top is who else would you put up front if you can't put Fleming? You know, who else? I mean, Chris Gorn, you, you agree with me, I think, ain't you? There's, there's no strikers. <laughs> this, this is it, right? And um, the I'm going on to sort of the precedent game and how you potentially set up. I'm kind of torn because, as, as I said earlier, we're, we're looking at it as a trend. We played four games, we haven't scored a goal. But if you just to say, if you isolate that game against Hull, we did create bundles of chances that we weren't creating in previous games. Let's be honest, we didn't create as many clear cut chances in previous games. Um, so I'm caught, kind of caught between it's got to change. You play the same way against Preston, it's got to change. And then actually, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. So therefore, you need to just completely mix it up. So I'm like really caught as to what to do. And um, Preston play uh, like a, a 3-5-2 or a 5-3-2, depending on how you want to sort of. Um, and I, I'm thinking about, is that an opportunity for us? You know, we've talked about the fullbacks potentially not, you know, offering enough in attacking space. Do we want to think about uh, bringing Malone back into the to, into the frame? You know, does it give you an opportunity to to start a second striker to play a 3-5-2? I don't know. I've got all sorts of meds and I'd, I'd love to sort of get your opinion, chaps, in terms of, what would you do with the the tactics and the lineup for the next game? Should we talk about um, Malone for a second as well, actually? Because an interesting point from Paul here is Malone's one hundred percent not playing due to minutes in a, con- in a contract clause. Didn't think of that. I don't know if that is something there, but it is interesting how he's fallen off a cliff this season in a sense of playing time minutes very few and far between, and also he doesn't start games either. Um, I, I don't know. Do you, think, do you think that's a appearance sort of trigger if he hits certain amount yeah, of well, an extra year or something? I think Paul's implying that, which is an interesting point. I think also someone did say, I think Darren again earlier said, I'd play Malone in place of Honeyman, which is obviously further up the pitch in that theory as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's probably more to Saturday's game we'll talk about in a second. But I don't know, does anyone agree with that? Is, is there maybe appearance clauses or something in Malone's contract? I, I, don't, know, I don't agree with that because there's an appearance uh, clause. It doesn't matter how many minutes you play, it's classed as an appearance. 
Quite or often, maybe it's starting appearances, maybe. Or well, maybe, but quite often Rout will play in the last five minutes of the game. Now, if you're trying to restrict him from playing, you wouldn't use him for three or four minutes at the end of the game, would you? You know, yeah. Um, obviously, sit him out unless you really need him. So maybe I think just Rout being Rout, you know, defensively minded. You, you can't fault him for being defensive minded. It's got us where we are at the moment. Yeah, fifth and fifth in the league. He obviously likes Wallace. If it's Wallace, is a better left back, better defender. And um, he'd rather go for the safe option than gamble and go with an attacking mind fullback, as we know Malone is. Yeah. I mean, Chris, you mentioned obviously about so Saturday, what would you do Saturday to change things up then? Obviously, you mentioned Saturday. What, what would yeah. you do? <laughs> uh, just on Malone, I reckon there's something we don't know about, to be honest. Maybe. I think there's, you know, there's, there's all, you know, we have a great squad and they all get on really, really well, but I reckon there could be something a bit dodgy there. And I'm not for one saying he's a bad egg, by the way. I'm not suggesting that. But, Chris, yeah. just to just to jump in there, I don't know if you noticed the last couple of not at Hull because I, I wasn't there, but at, against Luton he come on, and at full time he and I think against West Brom straight down yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, he don't. Yeah. He's not interested in nothing. He just not interested. Look, players can't overclap the fans. You know, it's it's a small gesture. I know, mm. but they should do it. He's straight down the tunnel twice, and I think that I think you're right there. There's something going on that, and I don't think he's interested personally. He was so, also yeah. the player, though. Like, yeah. You know, when Mitchell got 100 appearances at QPR, he was the player holding the shirt and brought it in to present it to Billy Mitchell. So mm, that's, that's, that, that surprised me at the time. Seeing and he that. wasn't even playing, was he, that game? No, because he's also, he was someone that presented the shirt as like a, you know, mm. as a senior member of the squad, mm. that kind of authority mm. position as well. So, because that's what it felt like to me watching that. And he done a little speech, like, give it to him as well. So, I don't know. God knows what it is. Maybe he's just not fancy this season, I suppose. Gaz has commented again um, about Malone's appearances this season. He's played 12, 17, so I assume any contracts yeah. would be done by now. I, d- I, don't, I, I, don't think, I don't think so, though, because Voggy got the same thing. He got his uh, contract extended because he'd hit the number of appearances. And if you look at how many appearances Voggy's made, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm going to hazard a guess coming off the bench, it's at least at least 30 I would mm. say because he does play a lot of games, so I, I don't think that's enough to. I don't, I, I'll be honest with you, I maybe, don't think that's enough to do it. Maybe you're right there, Stephen. Maybe he's got a number. He's thinking, actually, you know what? We're still under the uh, the, the, the bar here at the moment. Mm. We can play him three more times a season before we, we trigger it. Who knows? Mm. You know. Mm. Well, interesting points, nonetheless. Anyway, there. Um, I mean, I guess we'll talk about Malone. So then, Murray Wallace this season. I, I think that's a bit of a talking point that I'd open up to the yeah. chat as well for what people think. He's, I think maybe the ceiling was quite high last season for Murray Wallace. Played out of his skin. Obviously, you know, was mm. probably one of our best players. And I think he did win play of the season last year. Yeah. Um, is he trying too much to play back to that level a little bit, maybe, is my question to everyone listening and part of the show tonight. Is he just out of form? Or did he, I don't know. What, what is it? Because I'd always back him as a player to play his way out of bad form. He's not mm. been terrible defensively, I still don't think. But going forward, he's nothing like he was last season, I feel like. My, my memory's not, not great. Can I ask you guys, when did we do the um, formation change from five at back to four at the back? About November. October. October. Okay, so yeah. could that be a big part in that last season? We are playing with wing-backs, and he was very good as a wing-back, getting up and down, being very effective, and perhaps playing as a, as a, as a flat-back four, which we think is probably his better position because he is more defensive-minded and he's a naturally a centre-back, isn't he? That, surprisingly, we're not getting the best out of him as we did previously. 
could I be think, something there. Of course, David. Personally, I think he had the season of his life last year. He was he was playing out of his skin. There's no there's no two ways about it. I think this season, and I, I like Murray Wallace, and I don't want it to come across that I'm giving a giving him a bit of a bashing, but teams have worked us out. They know he's not quick. They know he's not the most athletic of fullbacks. He'll put in a challenge and he's strong and he'll give you 100%. But if you look at, I know he, he played quite well in the game, but they, uh, West Brom stuck Jed Wallace on him. Sunderland stuck Diallo on him. Watford stuck, uh, who's the guy they've got? Um, Saar. Saar. Stuck mm-hmm. Saar on him. Again, I know he played well against Watford, but all of these high sort of flying teams, all the top teams are targeting our left hand side because they know and and they know especially he is well worth a booking most weeks. And if you get him booked nine times out of ten, you know that he is in with a shout of making another tackle because if someone's got any pace and they go up against him, he's gonna to have to bring him down. There's no there's no two ways about it. And I, I just think teams have, have worked out that whilst Murray Wallace is good defensively and he's strong and he, he doesn't he's not afraid to go into tackles, knock it past him and just see how good he is then. And I think I just think that's what's happening. I don't think he's slow though. I don't think he's fast. But I think, no, I think, I think, and also I, I can take your point, but I think maybe what you're trying maybe is most more say but one on one defending maybe when players run at him with the ball maybe I guess. But that's where that's where if you look at all the best teams in the division, they've got those star players that can run at people, that take people on, that can drop the shoulder. Look at Essay. You put, imagine putting Remain Essay up against Murray Wallace. Mm. <laughs> no, I agree with Just, you because you take because when you say most athletic, the way I construe that is because I think they said last year in preseason, Billy Mitchell tried to keep up Murray Wallace, who's the fittest player in the team. So I, I get what you're He's saying. He's on a straight then. line, isn't he? But I think yeah, I, I do, and I think yeah, I, I understand where you're getting at, though. It's like if you can see SA against Wallace, it's only going to end one way in disaster for Wallace. I, I can't that's, that's the that's the problem. I think I think opposition managers have gone. Let's test him. Let you know we know we mm. know their game. We know we know he's a solid player, but let's have a look at him if we really get at him. And I think that's why because most teams start and think you, you see it. They try and get past Danny McNamara. Danny McNamara is brilliant at shielding the ball. He's brilliant at, at winning goal kicks and throw-ins because he puts his body in the way and he's he's very good in them positions. And then all of a sudden they go, hold on a minute, let's go over the other side. And then they start peppering. They start peppering the left hand side. And I just think I'm not. I'm not against Murray Wallace. I think he's a solid player, and I do think that he gives you everything, and he won't leave anything out on the pitch. But with, we probably could do it better. Steve, with, with that backhanded compliment there for uh, for SA you mentioned, <laughs> is that another reason why we should be starting him? Because again, oh, he, he comes on against Hull. He yeah. does this, this bit of skill. I'm not sure what he done. Because yeah, I wasn't there live. I watched it on a TV screen. And he sort of just dummy this defender, went one, went the other way onto his right foot, got a cross in. And and if you're a fullback, you're going to shit yourself. You you're playing a player like that. Um, our last um, game on, on on Friday against um, Luton, yeah. when he come on, then there was a, there was a moment when I think they realised how good he was. I think they tried to double up on him, uh. and there was two players on, and he still went, managed to get his get his cross in and get around them, you know and. How are we not using that? Like we've got such an amazing, talented youngster there at our disposal. We can't fucking score a goal, but yet we, we, we're keeping our most, the best creative attacking player on the bench. I, the best compliment I, I gave him though was he brought him on first, like thirty yeah. minutes before the end of the game. Yeah. So he was the first sub. He's like, we need a goal. Was, yeah. up, let's get essay on it. I suppose. I which is problem. great. Which is great. You can't knock him for that, can you? But 
Why is he why is he starting though? I have a problem with what Rowett said. And Rowett's made a few comments in his time that uh, uh, he made a comment earlier this season that the away games don't really matter or something like that. He, he, and the, the supporters went nuts. The article was taken down on, on Twitter. And he's a few weeks ago, he said, oh, uh, Romain Nesta is going to be a starter for me next season. Next season. Mm. Right, OK, great. But I'm not comparing him to these players. Wayne Rooney, come on the scene at... At 17. 16, he was, really. 16. The fella that's at Derby, I'll never forget his name. The the guy we were linked with. just forgotten it. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. The guy, he's Louis Sibley. Yeah, Louis Sibley. Drew Bellingham. Drew Bellingham. Mason Bennett. Mason Bennett. 14 years old against Middlesbrough. Yeah. Theo, <laughs> Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott. Gareth Bow. All these yeah. players that, that have started. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you're good enough, if you're good, if you're Good enough to be on the bench, you're good enough to be starting games of football you're enough, if you're really. fit. It doesn't mm. matter how old you are. And I just, my dad's got this theory that he's worried, that, that Rowett's worried that SA is going to become a marked man and someone's going to do him and they're going to, it's going to hamper his, it's going to hamper his career. But you can't protect players. You're paying them. He's got a professional deal. We're not scoring goals. He's an attacking player. You can't protect him. You've got to get him on the pitch. You have to. Yeah, but do you think it's? Do you think that Rowett doesn't like bedding youngsters? No, well, he, he, he put no, in um, old so. Zach, didn't he? Last Zach Lovelace last season, didn't he? And um, yeah, but that, but that and all that, and but yeah, but he put in he put in Lovelace because they knew he was going to be fucking going, so they tried to I fucking convince him. He I tried to get you. a deal out of him, and that's allegedly. With SA now, is that the reason they've signed him up is because there's a few premiership through scouts, what we know, saying that there's a few prem looking at him. And obviously, they don't want to lose him like they did with um, Lovelace. Lovelace. For fuck all, with the compensation. And I think Lovelace all. forced it a little bit with injuries and stuff, but also because of the fact that he didn't have a contract. I think SA's a bit different. I think SA should be in. I think they should be. But, I don't think he, I don't think he'll start. I think he'll start as well. Have, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, have they signed him on a contract to, to sell him? the pretense that he's going to be staying, as in the pretense that he's coming Obviously. into the first team? But realistically, they've signed him up on a contract because if someone comes in, it means they're going to get a lot probably of good bucks from. It's probably both. You've obviously, you want to tie the best. every player yeah. though. That's, like, yeah, that's, that's why signed to the contract. That's, yeah. That's, why we messed up with not extending Jeb Wallace's contract earlier? Like it's it's the same principle. I mean, let, 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 let's let's there's seven of us on here, right? Six of us can't even fucking count. Um, <laughs> who would start SA on Saturday? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. And well, they're, they're... In the comments. If you'd start SA in the comments, um, just tell us yes or no. I also I think something else on the SA point as well, and it's something that Chris and I picked up on. Might not have got it from watching it on telly or whatever, but in the first half, we're so weak down the left-hand side, attacking-wise, because I think Honeyman's playing in that sort of wide left or left attacking midfield role. we got Murray Wallace down the left-hand side as well. And in the first half, it just seemed naturally that a few attacks early on certainly went down that left-hand side. And Fleming was kind of pointing, and we Chris and I noticed it in the second half as well, but Fleming was sort of pointing at Murray Wallace to, to make a run or pass the ball to him into his feet, or, or basically whatever Fleming wanted him to do, he basically did the opposite. And I think if we get SA in there, I think what my point here is, I think is a very smart player. If I compare him to the likes of, of Bury, I think 
he's a, a typical young player if you don't know what he's going to do. With Essa, I've not seen him too many times make the wrong decision. Again, Monday, there was a couple of times where he beat the player, like Joe said, put him on his ass and he whipped the cross in straight away. I then rolled it inside to Billy Mitchell. I mm. think it will help Fleming because I think he's a smart player. I agree with this. I mean, yeah. most of us were at Dartford pre-season. And if you remember with Bury, he was on to goal and he suddenly looked lost. We were standing behind a goal and he just looked yeah. lost. Uh. He didn't know that, that final couple of steps, whether or not to take a shot or try to run in a couple more yards, then take a shot. With Essay, you know exactly. He, he's, he's got a football mind on him and he mm. can play. And he's a, you know, it's that, you know, that old saying, he's a baller. He, he can Cut play from a him. different... Every time he got it, it was like, as I say, everyone knew what he was going to do. He knew what he was going to do, but he was too good for the whole players to even get near him to stop it. And that was the thing. I think, as I say, it will help Fleming, I think. Interesting one as well, Ben. You mentioned about um, Bury there. Uh, for young 21s, he's played the last, is it two matches, I think, for them? And he's scored in both games. <laughs> so I haven't seen him, but he's playing, he's getting minutes, he's scoring goals. I know he's desperate to get back into the first team. I mean, should he be in contention against Preston I'm, on Saturday? Should, should he be on the bench or start? That would be the wrong question for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what, Joe? I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll take that off of Ben just to keep him out the firing line. <laughs> yeah. I would, with Tyler Bury, I honestly would say to him, at the moment, I would say to him, right, you're not going to start. We've got, you know, we've got other options, but I would be giving him 20... 25 minutes of pure pace and just directness similar with Burke we mm. saw Burke what would happen if you're direct in this division and you're up against fullbacks who are not quite on their game you mm. can absolutely skin them and I'd say to him look from now until the end of the season go on and win us a game and he's capable, he is capable of doing that but can you name games two interesting comments as well sorry about Saburi as well but obviously two interesting comments a player we've not mentioned just yet wouldn't mind Bennett on the left if he is fit and Gazza says the same thing when asked about Eze. Only if Mason Bennett isn't fit enough. What's and, he played, and Mason Bennett played in the other 21s, didn't they? The last game. He's played the and last two I, games of the 21s. I think he's come he injured, though. I'm not even taking the pitch. On the first no, game, he, I think he had... I've got a bit of wind-up, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. no he, serious, he did. Bennett, Bennett, he, he did in his first game. I think he had a knock or something. But he, he, obviously played, but he played the, the last one, so he couldn't have been that bad. Did he not get into a post or something? He yeah, he, that got, was it, he, right? clattered into the, he clattered into the woodwork. And that yeah. was a lot. <laughs> he's such a nice bloke. Like, honestly, like, I had the pleasure of sitting on a table with him and he's he's such a nice bloke. Seriously. I, <laughs> I, I he's, really he's just... Fuck, though, is he not as well, they say. I know. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, Can I have really an alternative view just for, like, on essay? So, would I start him on Saturday? Probably. I'm not as a resounding yes as everyone else, but obviously it's the whole point. We've got opinions. I just, because of how we're not performing so well in the final third at the minute, we're almost looking for this saviour, this shining light. And it's essay. Well, and maybe it is, right? And, and we'll find out only if he starts, right? So that's why I'm not adverse to starting him. I'm just saying, if you don't think he's made a wrong decision in the final third, you blinkered because he has. And he has put some balls over that have gone straight out for goal kicks and things like that. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. He's a kid and he's going to learn. I'm just saying we need to have a bit of patience with him as well when he starts because he's not the finished article and he does make bad choices. You know, there was one point against Luton where he stuck a leg out and luckily for us, it went straight back to Danny Mack. It was from a corner. It could have gone anywhere. So all I'm saying is he could be the saviour, 
but let's just not pin all of our... Here's a, here's a question to you five, right? How many games this season has Rowick brought players on and actually fucking gone for it? Because you're talking we about when we bring Burke on, run forward, run for it, bring SA on, just go for it, we'll scout people and all that. Out of all the games this season, how many games has Rowick at 60, 65 minutes? I know that's a... You know, a pipe dream. It's normally 70, 78 minutes, but we say 60, 65 minutes. How many times has he actually brought players on and gone, right, we're just going to fucking go for this? Off you go. When we've been behind, which is the problem. If we've gone behind, the tactics change and we we then tend to sort of. Middlesbrough is a prime example. I think SA come on there and we were absolutely terrible for 70 minutes and then it, it threw caution to the wind and. and created some chances mm-hmm. I, look i don't i'm not saying that when, that Raul is going to absolutely go for it but let me put it this way if you start with sa and say voggy if you start with both of them right and then you ask them to give you 70 minutes whatever whatever it is if you're bringing on burke and bury and bennett players with pace, they're the players that are going to be able to impact defences in the last 20 minutes. If you're bringing on your Honeymans, who's a bit more of a technical player, he's not going to run in behind. Voggy's not going to run in behind. That's where I think the balance between having attacking players on the bench that can really change a game or just changing it for the sake of changing it. Yeah, but it's uh, personally, what I think is that he he, he doesn't go Oh, his internet's gone. Let's take my internet because I'm not the one who pressed record. So whoever pressed record, uh, you two, it's on your internet, not mine. If everyone else is spotted it, mate, we're not going to do this now. But if everyone else is also a point, guys. Again, very quick about Bury. When do you remember when, when Bury used to come on as an impact player? And he used to play really well for the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. And then everyone's crying out for him to start. He then gets opportunities to start and he wasn't as effective, was he? Could that happen to SA? Now, I love SA and I want That's him to start. That's the point I'm making, Joe. That's the point I'm making. Like, Because the other thing as well, mate, is it is very, very different to start in a game versus coming on for the last 20 minutes when you've got 70% possession, they're defending for their lives, they kind of accepted they're just going to sit back and they're all knackered. It's very, very different. Now, I'm not saying he won't be that saviour in that signing light. All I'm saying is we will not know until we do it, yeah. right? So, let's, let's do it on Saturday. At the end of the day, they play 5-3-2. And just like against Luton, we didn't give them enough to think about going the other way. So, therefore, Doughty yeah. and um, Drama were able to just pepper going forwards. Yeah. Let's start the opposite. Let's have Burke and SA attacking... So that it gives them, you know, not letting pops, et cetera, to come forward. The problem is, and I agree, I agree that you can't, we can't pin all our hopes on SA. And I'm I, personally, I'm not trying to do that. But we've had George Honeyman have a go. We've had Foggy have a go. We've had Bennett have a go. We've had um, Watmore have a go. We've had Burke have a go. We've put Fleming out wide. We've tried Malone further up the pitch. We're not scoring goals, and you've got someone on the bench that looks like they can create something. Uh, this, it's a risk. It is a risk, but as you say, unless you try it, unless you actually give him an opportunity to do it, you'll never know. And uh, look, 
we might it might backfire. It might backfire, but I, I can't see how you. I can't see how we can't start him and give him a go. Do Do you think a huge six pointer, which is, I mean, let's be honest, it could make or break our season on Saturday if we lose, mm-hmm. is the right game to take that risk? Again, again, you've got to go and win. I think you've got to go all, all hell at it. Yeah, I mean, if it was I a game, if, so. if we, if it was a game where we say, you know what, we can, we can draw this one, we can lose it. I think we need to go for it. We need we need to get a win. Um, I think we're, our biggest struggles this season is going to be away to Wigan and away to Blackpool. Because because we, we sh- we're shit against shit teams. We know that. They're going to be fighting for their lives, trying to stay up because they're fighting relegation at the moment. Whether they've got anything to play for, so I don't know. I think mathematically they can still stay up, can't they? And I think... Can, Sorry, yeah, they're, they're going to be quite resilient, I'm thinking, and we're not going to be able to break them down. But I and think games, Wigan, like, games like Saturday against Preston, where they're going to come up, come up against us and try and attack us a bit more. I think we'll do well against them. We did well against Sheffield United, we did well against Burnley. The difference against Luton is that Luton turned up and they played for the draw. Hmm. Luton weren't the same Luton that we, we what we played at their ground. They were quite defensive. They did to us what we often do to other teams. They, they hmm. sort of sat back. And they were playing for the draw. We couldn't counter them. We couldn't break them down, could we? I and think. I they, um, yeah, with their I think confidence we, at the moment, winning five in the last six. I think they're going to go for it against us on Saturday. They need to win. Mm. Preston needs to win. They need to beat us to get it, to get above us. If we can turn up and go for it and get a bit of pace on the counter, I think opportunities there for us to um, to win on Saturday. I think you with your point about Wigan as well. I think we can relegate them. I think if results go a certain way and we beat them up there, so they will yeah. fight for their lives. But I think also if results go against them this weekend and they don't win against us, then they it get relegated. Anyway. So, right. so it, it can go against them a bit. I mean, and same with Blackpool. Blackpool, are, you know, kind of down there as well, and that's the second to last game of the season. So I by think, that time, Blackpool could be relegated. I think they will be personally, but I think Blackpool mm. will be relegated, and I don't, I don't then that. Wigan are going to be close because they lost points, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So they're going to be close to being relegated by the time we play them. But the, what I would say in response to Chris about play, taking a risk and to coat tell on the back of Joe's point, we need teams. This team needs teams to come at us. For us to be successful, we don't want the ball. We don't want 70% of the ball. We want that spring into life counter, pick a pass, get someone in and behind and, and and take your chances. And I think SA is somebody that can pick a pass or is the one to be able to spring from attack. Mm. Preston are coming to the den on Saturday to beat us. Someone said the other day on, on one of these or I saw online that Preston are coming for a draw. They're not. They're not coming for a no. draw. They are coming to win. They're coming to overtake us. And that's going to play into our hands. Luton come for a draw. They, they quieten the, the crowd. And we couldn't get anywhere. Huddersfield come for a draw. They come, they nicked a one nil because they mm. let us have the ball. We don't know what we're doing with it. We don't know what we're doing with it when mm. we have that controlled possession. On Saturday, it'll be a different game. And that's why I put my neck out a little bit. But I fancy us more on Saturday because it suits our style of play. I said the same thing about Hull, though, because I thought Hull's got nothing to play for. They scored four against Sunderland. We had loads of chances, but we couldn't finish. We couldn't score the goals. And that was oh, the biggest yeah. disappointment on, on on Monday because you let them have a shot from twenty five yards and bury it because no one closes them down like that. And it's like, come on, I don't know. On that point, now, Omar, right? If you look at the two, I actually looked at the, the stats of the game earlier. So obviously, you don't really see it when you're there, right? But 
they had more possession than us in the first half. And we are, mm. I would arguably say we had our better chances in the first half or our clearer cut chances in the first half, certainly when Burke mm. was getting in behind. So that would, probably, that would be playing to what we're talking about, right? They, they, they had more of the ball. They were probably mm. further up the pitch. We were able to use our, our pace in, in Burke and getting better chances. And second half, when they sat a bit deeper... It, again, probably looking back, it looked nice and we were playing some good football at times. All the chances, they were pretty much like they were making blocks and they were, we, weren't, we weren't really getting in behind too much. They were so deep. And it, it just goes exactly what we're saying there. I, I agree completely because we're a better team on the turnover. That's when Fleming comes into it and has that moment to pick a pass. And then that's when yeah. you want Burke right onto it and you want Brochel running for on goal. And, you know, but, and that's why I agree with Essay as well. Maybe I would start him Saturday too. But... That said, you still need to score your chances when they come to you. And I think that's good. It feels, and also, I don't think Preston will come to beat us on Saturday. Preston's on the same points as us. There's five games to go. They'd be foolish to try and throw it away and lose points to us at this stage of the season. I think just, Preston will be coming for the draw on Saturday and maybe try to nick it. But I don't think they'll come at us free-flowing football trying to batter us off the pitch. I, don't, I can't see it happening like that way, personally. It sounds too rowet-like. It's a must-not-lose. It's, no, it's I, a yeah. must-lose. Whilst... Look, we obviously do need to win. We cannot lose. Sir. We cannot lose. I've said the last three games is the biggest game of the season and we've not won any of them. Every game is the biggest game of the season now, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. We've had a lot of second chances, haven't we? We've had a lot yeah. of second chances and I feel like we've, we've run out. And then the reason what? I said, sorry, Chris, just on that before, because so, Norwich have got Borough on Saturday, right? So mm. I actually think that's Preston, Friday Preston. night. Oh, yeah. So Preston could, yeah, it is actually Friday night. So, they could come to us and we both could look at it and say a point's not a bad result here, guys. Certainly if we know if Borough beat Norwich, then we'll still be in the top six at that time, no matter what happens. Mm. So, not yeah, to put that on it, but... Surely we, <laughs> surely we need three points. Every game between now and the end of the season, we need mm. a win. But a defeat hurts us a lot worse, Mickey, than a point, right? Because we're still if we get a point and Borough beat Norwich, we're still in the top six. West Brom's huge for that Surely you shouldn't be going out to go, we need a point. Surely you must be going out there to go, we need three points. Ben's been watching the Gary Rowett masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> I personally think you just got to win your home games now. I think you've got to look at these three home games and think, if you get nine points out of your last three home games, you're going to be in there, especially against Preston and Blackburn. I think to me, it's like, you just got to win your home games now, mm. and then hopefully Blackpool are relegated by the time we play them, and that could be the fourth win in there, and then that'd be it. But you just got to win your home four wins. I don't think like, I, I don't. I honestly think if you beat Preston, Blackburn, and one other win from any other three games, mm. I think we're in the playoffs. Just That's win it. your home games. Win your home games. We've got the advantage. Home advantage. You just got to turn up and win the home games. I think personally, mm. absolutely agree with that. Also, looking at the run as well, I mean, Preston have got a really sort of um, run at the end. So, they've got to play us, obviously, on Saturday. Then they're away to Swansea. Then they've got Blackburn. Then they're away to Sheffield United. And they've got Sunderland last game of the season. So, they're all pretty tough, and, tough games. And also, Blackburn's running is absolutely horrendous as well. They've got Preston, Coventry, Burnley, Luton, us. Yeah. So, it... it I think we should. We probably should be a little bit more positive because we do still have a really good opportunity. Uh-huh. But but <laughs> the fact is, is we haven't scored for four games. We've got two points from twelve, and I think everyone is just starting to panic massively. And I don't think it's doing 
it's not doing the the, the, the players any favours, not doing Rowett any favours. It's their own fault. They're, they're not taking advantage. But I just think everyone's massively mm. starting to panic a little bit and we just need to try and calm it on on, on, on Do you on think the crowd will influence it, though? Obviously, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a common thing. You say the crowd influences the players. I think the players are feeling pressure enough themselves. Like picking up on the Fleming, um, having a guy like Danny Matt for missing that chance on Monday. I think the players know it themselves. Like we need to get a win and get out of this like little slump. Really, I think, I think the the fans will be on the edge a little bit, but also it's, the players will be the same. I think themselves, regardless, before our, our involvement on Saturday. I feel like Chris, I don't know. you want to run off, mate? What, do you want to get your point? What you want to say? Yeah, all, all I was just going to sort of say is. Yeah, we, we've to be honest, we spent most of the night sort of moaning and whinging. This, <laughs> but context is key here, chaps. We're we're fifth in the table with five games to go. It's in our hands. My old man always tells me about a story where we uh, he went to a game in '83 where we're in the third division, and if we didn't win at Chesterfield, we were being going to be relegated to the fourth division, and we won one nil and just about stayed up. So well before some of our time, not all of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm making is context is key here, right? Like in our lifetimes, we um how rare is it for us to be in this position? So let's just uh let's just always remember that. And with that, I'll, um, I'll best for up. you, Chris. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think it, I, I agree with what Michael Dunn says in the thing he made. It's not about a childish thing. I think Millwall should be going into every game winning the winning. The trouble is, is that you've got, you got Rowett, who's very defensive. We've said it plenty of times before, and I think that's the problem. It's it's all right going, yeah, the playoffs are on. But if you're not going out hungry for them, you ain't going to get them. Defensive or pragmatic? Uh, well, there's another word I'd probably use. But, yeah, I just, listen, I'm not I'm not an anti-Rowett, but I just think that some days he just, he's such a frustration. You know, we've, we've spoken about, <clears throat> substitution time and all that. What is the point of giving someone 15 minutes when really bring them on for 35? At least then they can settle into the game and actually do something. Bringing them on at 70, 75 is fucking ridiculous. Because when you play all your cards too early though and then the other team reacts to it, then what do you do? I don't know. I, I get you. I take your you point. five fucking subs. I know. Bring I know. two on. Just, yeah. I mean, we could end up changing the the... The wings are such we could end up changing them or changing them out front every fucking game. Play them fucking hard till sixty minutes, and then swap. Bring two new ones on, new new sets of legs, and off you go. I mean, listen, right? Do it this way against Preston. Us five. Chris has gone now. Unfortunately, he's missed out. He can be the he can be the kit man for the day. Us five <laughs> are going to manage Millwall for the day, right? We, God help we, them. we can basically play yeah, whatever team we want. No, no, no. But right, you 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 pick the strongest eleven out of them. Right? Who's who? Who's gonna? Who are you gonna put up front? And when are you gonna make changes? Listen, firstly, you boys, we... more, you boys are more football fucking minded than me. So fucking, I'm, I'm firstly, who are you gonna play? Who are you firstly, gonna play against Preston? We. We need to no, determine no, no, who's going to be doing. No, no, no. We need to determine who's taking the shooting drills before the game. So we need to make sure <laughs> that they're in target. <laughs> I, I think I think we should change the formation. I mean, we we made a change, didn't we? Basically, back in November, we went from a five to about four. It regalvanised the team. Something happened. We got this new impetus, and we, we went forward with it. I think we're getting a bit stagnated at the moment. This formation we're playing in. 
I look at other teams and not every team sticks the same formation week in, week out. They change formation for different games. And I, and I reckon we should go for a 4 3 3. I said it before, um, where you kind of pack your midfield out with a, with a three central midfielders and you've got your three attacking players at the end. Now, I'd love to see Fleming out on the left linking up with Bradshaw being a lot closer to him. Bradshaw in the middle and maybe SA or Burke alongside Bradshaw. 4 3 3. If you're going to go direct, you get, you've got to get bodies forward. There's no point going direct and having Bradshaw up there on his own. You've got to play, if you're playing a formation and a, and a tactic, you've got to play a system that's going to suit them. So either 4 4 2 or 4 3 3. But either way, we've got, we've got to change something in the attacking third. Because at the moment, Bradshaw is very isolated and we're not, we're not set up that way. The formation is suited for a passing team where you build up play and you, you, you move players around, you get in positions. We're going from, from defence to attack too quickly. We ain't got the, the players to get up there, have we? The third person that's eating that three-man midfield, though, for me, would be Ryan Leonard's, and he's injured now, ain't he? I, yeah, I don't, I don't I think agree. I like Shackleton. I like Shackleton, but I don't think Shackleton's that three-man I'm midfield. Not, I, I completely agree with you. If we if Leonard was fit, he'd be sitting in, in the holding role. I'll have Savile Mitchell either side of him, kind of getting forward, trying to link up a little bit and make things happen. Um, but without Leonard, you've got to bring Shackleton in. You know, he's, 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 he's a squad player. That's what he's there for, isn't he? Mm. Um, so we've got the players to do it. We, we, we really have. But playing this four, it becomes, it's, it's more like a four-five-one rather than a four-two-three-one. Because like I said, Fleming plays so deep to get the ball that it's just a massive gulf between the two of them. I think with, um, I think Bennett might come back in on Saturday. I know the guy, the chat said earlier we were talking about. It. I wouldn't be surprised if Bennett played on Saturday. I think well, who he would be Stop playing at fucking being a government fucking political party. Who the fuck are you for having as your starting All eleven? Right. And what formation okay. are you All playing? Right. I'm, really. as well. I'm going to say, I'm not being as downbeat as everyone else here. I think having watched it Saturday, if we play like that for the rest of the season, we will nearly win every game. There's no way we cannot create that many chances in a game and not win. But we can't oh, shit at shooting though, Ben. We could create as no, many chances we want. That is true. That is true. But so that, I, I would say if we do that again, and hopefully rather than it fall to Billy Mitchell on the edge of the box three times, if it, it falls to Fleming, right? That's we just got to hope for a bit of luck in that instance. I wouldn't change too much. The two mm-hmm. games against Luton and West Brom, they're decent sides. I'm not worrying about that. Huddersfield did a job on us. And Hull, as I say, I don't think I'll ever see Millwall away from home have 24 shots or whatever he did and just yeah, but do you not, not think it's worrying that two of our central defenders, two two of our defenders, are in the top five fucking top scorers for this season? Yeah, probably. And but... a man you and a man Joe slags off week in week out has got the most assists out of every other player in the team. <laughs> but that just proves really I think even Bobby's fucking confused as to how he's his top assist assist player in, in the team. Even he's looking around thinking, you know what, guys, I'm shit. I've got five assists. I agree. Yeah. I agree with this there. I agree with him. I think well, I completely disagree. I completely disagree. I like Voggy. Voggy's a score player. He won't score goals. He didn't score goals. He was through and goal. And he thought, you know what I'll do? I'm a little pirouette on the ball. I'm going to trip over my feet, give the chance for the to close me down, and I'm going to fuck it up. Joe, we know you've got a bitter sideman that you don't want him to score because obviously <laughs> that means you lose your bet with Stephen. That's, that's not true. He, I'm, I'm, listen, right? How many goals is it, Stephen? Listen, 
right? What we do is we kick the ball back to long. We fucking blast the ball up the pitch. We've got a five foot ten fucking lone striker sitting up there who ain't tall enough and ain't got the legs to be able to do nothing. We need younger, faster, taller players. Fleming, Vlog, whoever you want to put up there, that's who we need up there. Because at the moment, we're going out with players who can't fucking do the job what they're supposed to do. No disrespect to Bradshaw because he runs around like a fucking lunatic. And he and he, he he's into everything or trying to get into everything. But he reminds me a lot of Morrison in his last season or so. Last season too, where if you get it to him and he's in the right place, they'll put it away. But if he has to do any running for it, he can't fucking do it because his legs aren't there anymore. And once mm. he's run a couple of times, his legs are burning, mate. He ain't doing it anymore. Am I talking bollocks or not? Uh, I, 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 we, all, we, we all talk bollocks, but no one talks right. We all talk bollocks. Yeah, listen, 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 right? If you agree with what I'm saying in the comments, just fucking put your comment in and, and let's see. Back me up for fuck's sake, do you know what I mean? Because these like don't, me as if I'm some sort of cunt. I think Brad, the problem with Bradshaw is, is that he is up against massive centre arse and he's, they're lumping it up to him. That it's never, ever going mm. to work. He gets battered exactly. for 60 minutes. So. Put the, Jake Cooper in his position. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the answer, the answer to to your question earlier, and perhaps would appease Joe, is that okay. Bradshaw as the lone striker doesn't work when he doesn't have the support. It doesn't work. We all know that. If we the formation we're playing at the moment, the four two three one, I I think it's really simple. Go four four two and put Fleming or four four one one. However you want to, however you want to word it, it doesn't really matter, but Fleming closer to Bradshaw and mm. give him someone to, give give Bradshaw someone to feed off of, because if Bradshaw does win a header, which sometimes he does, sometimes he, he does get up and, and, and win a couple, there's no one there, there's no one there to, to support him, because as, mm. as we were saying earlier we sit back too deep, mm. I don't think, I wouldn't change too much from Saturday but Fleming has to be moved closer to Bradshaw and make that more of a partnership, rather than Bradshaw be like, oh. <laughs> I'm surprised how much support, I'm surprised at how much support Boggy's getting in the comments. I'm not I don't hate Boggy. I'm not the I'm not the Joe of this uh of this of this fire. I'm surprised by the support as well. But I don't understand <laughs> what is Boggy good at aside from taking the penalty. Can someone please answer that for me? And maybe I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked that question though, Mark. Because like he's he's not he's not he's not terrible. Do you know what he is? He's not even good at bought his feet. He's just he's an effective workhorse. He's He's worse than Honeyman. Honeyman is like a workhorse. I prefer Honeyman out wide than Voggy. Voggy doesn't yeah. do nothing in that Voggy's, team. Voggy's best attribute is that he triggers the life out of Joe. That's the fun thing he does in this squad. <laughs> I don't get on his back, but if you talk about the wingers we've got, right? The wingers we've got, I'd rather Burt. I'd rather Watmore. I'd rather yeah. SA. I'd rather any winger we've got. I'd rather Honeyman out there. I'd rather Fleming out there. I'd rather Malone it's, out there than than uh, Boggy. But it's not something Boggy's shit. I, I just don't think he's good enough. He's not I don't know. I, I haven't seen the data, and I, and I will have a look at the data in a, in a bit for it. But I reckon that most of Vlog's fucking, Vloggy's fucking assists, where where he's put assists in and got the, the mark for assist, have come from centre of the field, not from the wings. He's a good no, striker. No, no. Sheffield, Sheffield United, he's both of them were decent areas, crosses. Were decent crosses. Yeah. They were good crosses. That's the one thing you played really well was Sheffield Yeah, that ball scenario, he could put, he could strike a ball. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't think he offers a lot. It doesn't offer no. a lot. Really? I, I agree with you, Omar. I've been saying that all season. <laughs> 
At last, one of you fucking agrees with me. <laughs> Jesus mate, he's a big fucking German. He's not even who, big. He's five foot ten. Look, mate, change it to he's a useless German. You might and be taller than him. Useless. But he's fucking. He's a stolid fucking geezer who don't nah, get thrown off not. the ball that easy, mate. And he's he can not. run down the ring compared to Bury or fucking essay. They can get pushed off the ball. Why don't you read Bogey's comment, Vicky? What do you reckon of that one, then, mate? If Bogey's not good enough, simple as that. Last ten minutes, a second strike for a desperate. Well, that's a hit. Hunt. I mean, I agree there completely, to be honest. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with what you're saying there, but I don't think the last 10 minutes. I think the last it, 20 minutes, half hour, definitely. I don't know how to wind up so just, playing down the middle. Just, the least just, amount of minutes, Adam, the better. Adam, fuck off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't I don't hate Bobby particularly. He seems like an honest pro. He works hard. He's a love he's a lovely, but, lovely guy. Like, he's just I'm sure if you go to your local library, you probably see him in the corner there reading the fucking book about German history or whatever. But he's just a shit fucking footballer. Honestly, <laughs> he's playing in League One, League Two. That's his level. He shouldn't be in playing the dinner, mate. It's going to be fucking awkward on your table. I'd rather <laughs> Tom Elliott up front than Boggy. Like that's like, that's like how I look at it. Like, at least Tom, Tom, I'd rather Tom Elliott up front than Boggy. Do you know what I mean? Like Tom Elliott offers something unique. Boggy doesn't offer anything unique. What the, the fuck diet. does Tom Elliott? Offer, but he can't score a fucking goal. Oh, it's six, but six at least, mate. It could be a handful. Boggy's just like an average. I, I would much rather have a phobie playing instead of uh, fucking Voggy. I don't. I know, obviously, he's left and it's forgotten. But why the hell are we playing Voggy over a phobie, letting phobie go? I thought he was much more effective. He wanted to go, I guess. But last season, look how effective he was. Look at him and Bradshaw, the partnership that they had together, the goals he scored, and I don't yeah, think he. I don't think he recovered properly from his injury, though, did he, Aphobi? I feel like he he felt, he looked to me like he was a little bit off the pace when he come back from that injury. And I just think he just thought he had a payday opportunity out in Dubai or wherever he's wherever he's, he's gone now. And I just think he probably thought, oh, do you know what, I don't need this anymore. I'm just going to go and make the money. What do you, why did you put that quote up on the, on the screen? I oh, know, I know, I know. It's all right, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Tony's obviously related to Joe. Um, yeah. Just, just Adam, one thing. I think what it does the most sensible thing. I say what it does highlight is just our lack of options, right? Yeah. And well, I mean, we, we all said it. I think after the January sort of roundup show that we did, and we spoke about the lack of incomings in that attacking department. But I think that just goes to prove it, right? We just what what could we do after Bradders went off? What he off seventy five minutes when Vogie come on Monday? It was just. Yeah, what what could we do? Burke had started, so you couldn't bring him on for fresh legs because he'd yeah he'd already played out wide. We just had nothing else. We had to put Vogue down the middle. I know we had a bit, yeah, relative, relatively decent effort, but you. If you've got two up front, put Vogue's in goal, stick long up front. They can't get any words. Well, at least at least we know that um, long, long long can can hit the ball, can't he? Right, okay, um, let's go. I won't, okay, let's go for it. I'm gonna say because Mickey keeps asking who what we do for a manager. My team on Saturday played four two three one. Stick with what we know. Stick with what we've been doing for most of the season. Even though it's season, not been working lately, we're in, the, the form table still has us in the top ten. You know what I mean, it's working overall. Like you know, it's like in in the last since the turn of the year. Like since the turn of the year, we're still up there. Like you know, around it. I'd have Bart Bilkowski in goal. <laughs> oh God! Really? If oh, I was manager. If I was manager, <laughs> I'm just saying. If I was manager, we do need to come back. No, you are. Yeah, come back to his tweet. Yeah. 
Harry you do right need back. to come back to his tweet. Yeah. I'd have Hutchinson, Cooper, no, the whole keeper would Murray Wallace. Hutchinson, Cooper, Murray Wallace. Savile, Mitchell, Fleming in the 10. I'd go Bennett on the left, Burke on the right, and I'd have Tom Bradshaw on the front on Saturday. That'd be my team. There you go. Okay, I've put, put myself into it a little bit with SA not starting. SA would be my first time I'm making the second half, though, for chasing the game. What time, second half? <laughs> um, in the 59th minute and 32 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the, the subs you make are dependent on how the game's going, mate, by the way. And also, Bart, I think, didn't deserve to get dropped. I wanted to talk about that today. And I haven't got around to saying it. I don't think he deserves to get dropped. I understand what Long brings to the team with his distribution. But, but you could argue his distribution not even been that great recently, to be honest. He set off Foggy's charts in the second half, which Foggy had a shot and was quite decent, to be fair, against Hull. But aside from that, I think he gets beat at long range too much for my liking. I think Bart would have yeah. saved that on Monday. Do, do you know what? I, I think we're missing a trick with Bart and Long. I think we should be rotating them in goal. I.e., if you're playing against a good side and you're playing deep and you're playing defensively and you restrict them to long shots, you have Bart in goal. There's yeah. no point having a footballing goalkeeper that's good with his feet if he ain't got the opportunity to come out of his goal or play a, 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 a sweep yeah. keeper sort of role. If you're playing against a Rotherham or someone who's shit and you've got possession and you're allowing your goalkeeper to come out and be a, a, an extra defender if you like, then yeah, use his feet. Use him as a, a, a keeper. I also, I also think with Hutch coming back into the team, we've drop deeper as a side because yeah. Creswell could cover the ground better and Hutch right. and Cooper are slower centre-halves. Mm-hmm. So I think with Creswell stepping out of the side with his injury, I think we're now getting deeper as a side You're and right. that's why we're letting off these chances that from longer range, I think. And then mm-hmm. I, I think, like, you know, look at this, this, some of the games this season. I think Long made a mistake for the free kick against Sheffield United in the first half, went 1-0 up. I think, you know, I, I think there's just times of season where I thought if Bart was in there, he would have saved that. I'm not criticising Long to the point where I say he should get dropped, but I just think Bart should have been dropped in the first place. So I would play Bart personally if I was picking my team. <clears throat> go on, Stephen. Uh, I would go, I'd I'd stick with Long now. We we spoke about it on the Sunday show. Look, it's I think it's too late to to make that change. Unless Long gets an injury or suspension now, I, I don't think it's going to change. So um, Long, McNamara... Hutchinson, Cooper, Malone. I'd, I'd be bringing Scott Malone back in. Um, Mitchell, Savile. I'd go. I'd I'd say what I said: four four two. Fleming further forward with Bradshaw. I'd go Burke on the left, Essay on the right. Um, and I would say to the by bringing Malone in and by pushing Fleming further forward, I think we need to get ahead in the game. We can't have another. 45 minutes of not scoring and then have the crowd the crowd are going to get on their back if we if we if we go nil nil at half time or not one or whatever the crowd are going to be on their back it's it's not going to it's just not going to look it's not going to be a good good sort of atmosphere at the ground i think play your attacking players and go out and win the game and get people get malone who can deliver sa can deliver I think Burke showed he can deliver if he wants to. He can he can deliver. Just go out, attacking players, get ahead. I don't care if he wants to go defensive in the second half. Do what you like, but get a no, goal, no, no, get it's ahead. Not about him going defensive. This is your. Well, that's how I would. That's how I would play. That's that's how I would play. Your team. That's how I would play. I would play with. I would go out with the attacking intent to get ahead and then. And then perhaps we would reevaluate in the second half, like Omar said, in the 59th minute, bring on all your defensive players. But go for it. 
go for it. You, at this stage of the season, we're out of form. We're not scoring goals. We're blowing it. Essentially, we're blowing it as it stands. Mm. We're giving these teams so many opportunities that you're saying you're saying we're basically we're like a cat. You're in a second life, a third life, a fourth life. It's not. We're not going to keep getting. A- many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Way with it. Go out and win the game. And that, that's how I would attack it anyway. Before we go to Joe's <laughs> team, um, I think there's a good comment here from Michael Dunn. There's 12 likes at the minute. Everyone click the like button. How many likes can we get? Um, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> what will be your team on Saturday, Joe? <laughs> so, I, I will go for Barton Gold. I'll go right back McNamara, left back. I will go for Murray Wallace still. Uh, centre backs with Cooper and uh, and Hutch. I'll go for a midfield three of Savile, Billy Mitchell, and Shackleton. And I'll go for a front three of Fleming on the left, Bradders in the middle, Essay on the right, and yeah, just just attack them a bit like okay, we're not as good as Liverpool, but the same formation Liverpool play. Liverpool play a four-three-three. They've got three central midfielders that are you know getting up and down, and they've got their, their attacking players, the likes of Salah. So let's say, for example, SA to Salah and whoever plays on the left-hand side for Liverpool, Jota, whatever, that'd be our Fleming, and then Firmino would be our brothers. And just go direct and just get these players in the box, get them, get them in, in, in the final third. We can't be sitting deep anymore. We've got to get get at them. I agree with that. But Liverpool's not exactly fucking world class this season, are they? I no. think we've got. I think we've got the title of the show though. Remain essays are Mo Salah. Oh yeah, percent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> will um, uh, Will we win? On, are we close to a sellout on Saturday? By the way, as well. Are we not? Oh, or I hope yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, the clubs. The clubs heavily targeting overseas fans. Did you see that today? <laughs> Go on, Ben. Let's see. Ben. I'm not changing it. The only, well, I'm not changing formation. The only person I am changing is Honeyman, and I'm bringing SA in. That's it. I don't think we need to. As I've said it already a couple of times, there's no way we can have 22 or 24 shots, whatever it was, in a game again and not have as 22. much luck in front of goal. If we play like that on Saturday, we will win 3 0. Oh, fuck. Oh, up. wow. Oh. <laughs> I've been dying to get these stats out all night. And I'm going to say it. it yeah, but if you look at the stats, performance away from home all season, it's the most yeah. shots we've had away from home all season, <laughs> and it's the highest XG we've had this calendar year. It wasn't that bad. No, I totally agree with you. Then. Just getting it out. <laughs> Everyone can I totally come. Agree. I was looking, at, I was looking at them earlier. You know, um, <clears throat> I mean, was was the bark coming? Stupidity was a Bart comment. Bart comment, stupid, or was it just what his tweet? 
Yeah. Uh, I Ill, don't think it matters. So time, really it doesn't really matter too much either. I agree with Stephen. Ill time, I suppose, because you're going to rile some people up because people are going to mm. like think, come on, do the time place for it. But he, he means it in the goalkeeping union way of going. He played well, doesn't he? So that's that's was it. it. Also, a backhanded compliment to our boys and our fans. They know what, guys. We battered them. We we had mm. all these shots, all these shots on target. Their keeper was unbelievable. Maybe it's Bart's way of saying, listen, guys, we didn't play badly. Their keeeper was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I agree with that, Joe. I agree with that. I think it was poorly timed. My head was still frazzled yesterday when yeah. I first saw it. My head <laughs> fell off again. But now, now I've calmed down a little bit. I'm looking yeah. at the way and going. It was just that. What's what? What about done is triggered 900 people that went to the game at Hull. <laughs> yeah. about it. That's what I thought as well. I saw it. I was like. You're right, Bart, but if I can, like, just time and place, mate. Why do it like that? He's, he's obviously, he's got his mobile phone number. He played with him for three years, didn't he? He's got his mobile phone number, mate. He could just fucking quite happily text him and said, you had a blinding game. Why do it publicly, apart from you knew you were going to rattle people and trigger people? And, and, you know, to me, if you're going out there and you lose... I wouldn't be going around cuddling fucking oppositions, even if my if even if I had my pal mate. Give the fans a clap, get the fuck off the pitch. Do you know what I mean? And I'll be gutted, ready to fucking go on for the next one. I'll be pissed, mate. If I'd score, if I if if we'd had twenty two attempts on goal, twelve in the first half, ten in the second half, and we couldn't fucking score for you know an open barn door, mate, then. I'll be pissed and want to come off the pitch. You bring me back to that Weatherspoon in Hull when I saw Ben post game and I was just depressed. I was like, I was like, I was the most depressed I've ever been, honestly. <laughs> I, I was like, I was just like, this. Was that just on Monday? I was just like sitting in the, in the oh, whole. Where's the last game when you were really depressed? I remember that game. Was that Huddersfield <laughs> away? I've been depressed loads of games, mate. Don't worry about no, me. There's one, there's one in particular. It's Huddersfield <laughs> away. I remember you coming back on the train, leaving a message. And you look like you're on suicidal watch. <laughs> Seriously, like if I was with you, I'd be saying these bastards are in the me, you know. My Easter Monday you was were bad. You were you were proper proper bad that day. I was I was mad Monday night. I was on the train over, but it was keys cross. I'm still mad now. I'm, I'm just just like I agree with what Ben's saying. We played well, but we didn't win. We had to, that. I got up there. That was a the fans need the confidence boost. And so did the players. We didn't get it. And I, I don't think it's over. It's somehow still in our own hands, but it's going to take a monumental shift on Saturday to get the result. I think I'm not. I'm not confident ahead of Saturday. There you go. We're going to right, go. We're going to go predictions now. Mickey's going to go to in a second. One minute. One minute. One minute. One minute. Right. I on this right, and I'm interested with yours, and I'm interested on people thing. Um, and Mark, Mark McCullum, we find out tomorrow six o'clock live across Twitter. That's when we don't know anything yet. Um, and they're not telling anyone beforehand. It goes live at six o'clock, and then they go for all the different categories and all that lot, and you will find out when we find out whether or not we come last place, second place, first place, whichever. Uh, if we come first place, fuck me, I don't know. I think there'll be a, some form of celebration. If we, if, we, if we beat Sky Sports and BT and the Athletic and all that, mate, I, I, I think there will be celebrations there. If we do that, place. you've got to run across the den naked. You've got to scream. <laughs> I ain't doing it, mate. The <laughs> yeah. give, fucking, give Steve Cavanaugh the fucking caveat he wants to ban me for life. Not at all. Um, no, not at all. Um, right, on this point. On, oh, they, they would, mate. They would. Um, right, on this, on this point, I, I, I think, listen, right, having loads and loads of tourists in the game, at the game, takes away from the proper atmosphere. Yeah, when we saw Neil, when we, when we saw Neil the other, the other week, he, he, you know, 
the Huddersfield playoff fire, etc., etc. You had you had proper fucking people in there. Having having people who don't know anything about Mill and all that, it dilutes the atmosphere. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Do you know what it is? It's Gary Rowett's Mill doesn't win a sold out den. Do you want to know something really controversial? If Neil Harris was in charge of the last three sellouts, we'd win two of them, I think. Like because yeah. the style of football, football, it would be good. You need. To, uh, that sounds so controversial. In fact, it's like we wouldn't yeah. be in this position without Harris or with, without Rowett, right? Yeah. Harris would never get us into position in the first place. But we're in now, so I'm not saying yeah. bring Harris back when I say that. But Neil Harris would get that team up for a sold out den. You know what I mean? So there's a sold out crowd at the den. We win that game. There's that. There's that, Omar. You're absolutely spot on. He'll he'll motivate the players to want to you know fight for the lives and they'll treat it as a cup final. But his tactics were very much four four two. Get forward. Get yeah, the crowd off. High press. Get people in the box. And of course, you lift the fans. When when um, where was it against against Luton? We had a packed out ground. Fairly fairly quiet. The fans didn't really get excited. I I don't think until the last sort of. 10 minutes when um, Essay comes on. And when he comes on and starts taking a few players on, suddenly the fans are lifted and they're kind of getting get back into the game again. Mm-hmm. I think the players have got to do their job to get right. the players, uh, so the fans on side, to get them behind them. At the moment, there's not much to do about, is there? Within about the first 10, 20 minutes, mate, one of ours needs to go through one of them and get the crowd on. A Neil Harris Mill team would do that. That's my point. Like that's the old, that's the old Mill, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. We moved you. on now. From there. We're, not, we're not League One but side anymore. It's not we're, the fucking. We're I, changing I, for the Premiership. I, I, I don't think. Mate, I'm not against. I'm not against right start football. I'm saying the reason why we're not won at home uh, in these uh, games is because you you're not bringing the crowd into the game. If the crowd's involved when there's yeah. eighteen thousand of us there, it's a different story. It is a completely different story. I just score a goal. Score a goal. Let Paul Robertson. I've been at Den half four years ago and made they made more noise than they do with a packed out den late lately. Mm-hmm. The last few games is amazing the attendance we're getting. Absolutely brilliant. But they might as well half of might not even might as well even be there. I, I sit in the uh, in the east uh the sorry, East Up, West Upper, sorry, and um, I must admit, I'm I'm sort of shouting, cheering, singing. I'm looking around, and hardly anyone's fucking doing anything. All the noise coming from the South Upper or South Stand, and over at the far um, East Stand near the away end, and a little bit on the far West Stand on the way end. But there's not enough going around the ground. Everyone needs to stop fucking like Keen say, sit there with your prawn sandwiches and drink your fucking bovrols and fucking get behind the fucking team, lift them, make the- noise. The best you're, atmosphere. You clap, stand on your feet. Do you know what the, I mean? Do, it, do the, something to make some fucking atmosphere. Do you chant, Joe? Sitting there, moaning. Joe, do you chant where you sit? Yeah, of course I do. I just wonder. The embarrassment of all the people quiet. around me, because I do look around, they all look at me like I'm a fucking idiot, but I don't care. Yeah. You've got to get involved. You've got to get get getting into the game and start singing and doing all, all, all your, your, your meal chants and your, all the rest of it. You've got to get involved. I was waiting to get told off on Friday because it was in the exact lounge. I was, I was probably the only one going for it while well, Mickey on Friday. I can't help it. I love it out there. Yeah. It's, it's good. When, there, when there's a couple of you who are like-minded, it was funny because me and Omar spent the whole time telling some people from Texas um, and a shout-out to you because we said, watch the channel and, and have a look. So if you are watching, um, I can't think of his name now. What was his name? I can't remember either. Too I think there's alcohol, yeah. <laughs> much too they much are. alcohol, but yeah. Um, but him and his wife and the other fella who Omar said was South African, even though he wasn't, but welcome. 
Um, we talk them through the game how to say fucking dickhead, fucking wanker, um, shit cunt, all of this sort of stuff. What well, they're going to go back to America and tell the world. So, um, so yeah, no, it's good. Um, Adam, I don't know why you're saying that on the chat, mate, because everyone knows your coach one. No, he's, he's saying is because coach is a pound. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he just said, give me a reason to go Wigan. The reason he's go Wigan is because we've still got a chance to play off, so you can't miss a game. That's what I've kind of told myself now, even when it's not <laughs> great. Our, our, our biggest problem is at the moment, and touching on what Joe said about the atmosphere, is the best atmosphere over the last couple of months is QPR away. The away support and the away atmosphere is better than the atmosphere that's generated at home. I thought West Brom was pretty good yeah. for the guys that were there. I thought the atmosphere there, even though it was a nil nil, right. it was a it was a decent atmosphere. I know it helps at QPR. We won. Mm. I even thought at stages against Reading when we scored early, you know, some they tried to get behind the team. You, you know, you could visibly hear we were much louder than I know Reading's ground is. You know, they all they've got is a drum and all that. But at home, there's just something at the moment. It, it's almost I actually think it's almost to the fact that if we win a game if we win a sorry if we score a goal we feel that we're going to be sat defensive and everyone's expecting that they're expecting oh you go ahead and it's just going to be I, I would just you've got to as I said earlier you've got to attack the game bring the crowd into it try and get a second try and get a third and the atmosphere would be completely different and then Raul would really get what it's like to have a sold out then with the fans behind him yeah Maybe. I take it that's Charlie. Charlie is it on there as well? And anyway, Adam, it was it was uh, Friday, not Saturday, mate. And there was no prawn sandwiches. It was just fucking a strange boiled sausage. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, sausage. It was a Cumberland sausage, but it was it wasn't, Boggy's misses. It wasn't grilled. It was boiled, <laughs> and, if, and when you chewed it, it felt like you were chewing for a finger. <laughs> Oh, Joe, you have not. I hope, I really hope that Foggy scores one scores the two goals that that, that for that bet. But I him. hope I hope he scores the goal that gets us into the playoffs or, okay. or something he like does, that. I'll be shrinking across the pitch. I'll have a four-year ban. I don't clip care. that. Clip that. That's a criminal Someone, offense. You know that. Clip it. I know. Yeah. Angle happen. Angle happen. Go on, then, um, Omar wants to fucking end this, so it's um prediction time. Get your predictions <laughs> in the chat, please. Those of you watching in light and listening, and if you are not subscribed yet to our channel, please subscribe as it does us more good than you could possibly ever know. YouTube likes it. It doesn't really give us any benefit, but YouTube seems to like it and puts us in front of more Millwall fans. So please press the like, subscribe, um, tell your friends, tell your nan. Load it up on people's phones. That'd be great for us. Though. I don't want to end the show. By the way, I just forgot I ain't renewed my season ticket yet. I've got one hour fifty seven minutes. So I'm going to get the early bird. Play that first sight of the missus. You're still waiting for me. I've got it on record. So I've got but seven thousand season ticket renewals. By the way, the early bird period is the best we've ever done. So that's that's something we need to talk about as well. It's the club's doing something right there, right? That's good. Everyone wants fun. everyone wants Ian Fleming's boots, don't they? You see, he said that if they get to seven thousand, yeah. he's going to give a pair away. So. Um... <laughs> I wonder how many season tickets they have to sell for a pair of Boggies boots signed. <laughs> also, I can pass it again. 25,000. Yeah, it's probably 30,000 season tickets. Yeah. <laughs> right, my season tickets are really so you that, predictions? Actually, one sec before you go there. Did, did, what, um, Alex, I'll, come, I'll put your scores back up in a sec, gents, those of you. Uh,
for putting him in. You see that? Yeah. yeah. To the Conference mm. North now. Six years ago, we played them at Wembley. How it, yeah. how it yeah. goes when you're fucking bad. No, I don't think... Six Play years ago final. was the playoffs, was the semi final. When, when, when Ivan Tony dived in front of us when he scored that goal, didn't he? And then Morrison's got two and Gregory got one. <clears throat> but yeah, he, the thing is with that, Bradford are the same. Bradford are in League Two. I think um, South End are sort of in the National League as well. So they're on their way out. It just they're goes good. to show, it just goes to show how far also, we come. The only, the only, sorry, the only good news today. Did you see that bit of good news with um, with Leeds? That Leeds have to play the player who only played 49 minutes, about £26 million yeah. Pound or something, can it? Yeah, Shortstead. Yeah. Huh? Agustin. Because yeah. they're trying to get out of their contract, allegedly, aren't they? Signed the contract and said, if we get promoted, you get a contract. And then they got promoted, but because the actual, because of COVID, the promotion went through in July rather than June, his contract ended on the 30th of June and they're saying because your contract had ended on the 30th of June we weren't promoted by then so unfortunately we don't have to pay her they're pretty shit at their contracts aren't they and, and the compliance these didn't they, did they fuck up with Cresswell as well didn't they they overlooked something with him didn't they and they tried to recall him back but they couldn't do it or something I can't remember what it was now but they tried to call him they set a date but they got the date wrong they yeah. thought they had later and yeah yeah love to know who's their uh, administrator I don't know who, who the fuck they are, but they're useless. Jimmy Savile. Yeah. My, my, my prediction, if you want it, guys, is a very, very easy one against Preston. Um, nil nil. <laughs> I was thinking to say it myself, but I've, I've nil nil. Done. But that could be the point that keeps us in the playoffs and prevent Preston from taking over us. So you never know, do you? They've got, they got a hard <laughs> run in, haven't they, Preston? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I think, yeah, I agree. It's gonna be a tough. I think we'll do well to win, but I'm gonna go one nil nil. Nervy game, and then, so. we'll, and then we win it towards the end of the game. Who's gonna score? Right now? Mason Bennett. <laughs> oh, look at that! Mason Bennett is gonna score in the ninetieth minute, and yeah, and then I'll go further to say that Mason Bennett then gets injured at Wigan away. So there you go. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he scores, slides no. on his knees, and he gets injured. He comes on as a sub against, and then everyone's like, "We should play him against Wigan on Saturday." And he goes off in the thirty-seventh minute against Wigan. There you go. But we win one 0 Saturday. Oh, Two we games. are playing Birmingham next Tuesday as well. I by the way, remember so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going 2 nil. To who? To Millwall. Who's going to score? Loggy, both of them. I'll go I'll go 2-1 no I wasn't going to it's funny it would be funny too I'm not going to I'm going to go I'm going a little bit out of the box I'm going to go Savile I think Savile's due a goal Mm. and I think we'll see Duncan Watmore come off the bench and get the winner interesting well, it seems as if there's we've got one nil, two nil, nil nil, nil nil. I'm with, I'm with, uh, with Lee. I'm gonna say that I'm just been looking at the the prices of Saturday. That Mill the best four or five shot you're ever gonna see. We're gonna win three nil, 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spank ben, Ben. So your, your little stat book ain't the only faves, is it? Hey. What's that stat book? It's 56% to win, and um, Preston's only 28% to win. I'm a, have, a look at, have a look at Preston's recent games as well. They haven't yeah. played any... Everyone they've played relatively high up the league, they've got beat. So I'm... I, we're going to win 3-0, set. I'm so confident we're going to win Saturday. Well, to I'm be fair, they'll win. Ben, win. Ben, what's happened? I knew you were going to say that then, Steve. What's what, happened? What's happened? <laughs> about a month ago, it was... About a month ago, it was, oh, we're going to lose. No, we're going to lose. No, nil, no, nil, nil, no. Listen, I saw no a game on Monday. Become, I can't get any more depressed than that. So. Yeah, what, what's it? What was on your Stella? My Stella was just full of depression on Monday. What was on your one, mate? Honestly, I don't think it was going to win. Yeah. 3-0 win and, yeah, Barra going to spank. I know as well that Ched Evans is out. Yeah, good point. Quality quality on the, on the, the, right. the problem is, though, is that they've got that bloody Tom Cannon, haven't they? He's scoring yeah. every week. Yeah. Well, one thing I would say is their, their wins recently have come against shit teams. Uh, I think we're the toughest, one of the toughest teams that they've played in, in a long, long time. That, yeah. So it's interesting how, well. that, how that works out. Now, Unlike us, where we play shit against shit teams, Preston seem to do well against them. So who knows? Hopefully they'll they'll fall against us and we'll get a result. The the problem is with that, and I, I agree that you know, let's see what they're like. The, the only test they had was Middlesbrough. They got beat four 0 Admittedly, they did have one sent off. But at this stage of the season, momentum is huge, and and I, I just think that's where they have a little bit of an advantage. Stephen, oh yeah, Mickey, yeah. he was the guy who was going to send us the videos for the thing, yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, Their captain got no, no, injured on Saturday as well, Alan Brown. Listen, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there is anyone who's listening or whatever, mate, and you do any videos or whatnot, and you want to send them into us and get them on one of our channels, send them in. Also, on the day of the game, um, before the game, up to about midday or so, if you if you want to send us um, any prediction videos, feel free to. Um, we work with a couple of other people out there who post them across socials and whatnot, so. Make sure you let us know where you're... If, um, if you... Shut up. Make sure that you include your social media if you want us to get tagged on there, mate, and all of that lot. So, um, yeah. Did you not get our half-cut one from Monday, mate? I did, yeah. I yeah, They are making it onto the um, bloopers <laughs> reel at the end of the season. It's so about nine of them from me. That's what we know. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> Stephen. If you want some tips... No, if you want some tips on how to take a video, was it Omar that took the penalty at Reading? I yeah, the way it was all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Was it me? I just got out for Mickey to film it for content, but I'm not paying attention whilst I'm filming it. I'm just, there, I'm just like holding it. <laughs> the funny thing is, was, you're getting reviews so funny. on social media for the, for the bad video footage. Mate, yeah. that was so no funny. No one right? really realised that wasn't your intention to post it, was it? Do you know what the best bit with that was? He posted it, he sent it, I posted it. Yeah. I should have watermarked it. I watermarked it at the beginning, but I didn't watermark it all the way through. The sooner it appeared on Twitter, it basically it got swiped off Twitter, went into WhatsApp groups, and then all of a sudden someone else is posting it. I'm going, could at least give us credit. And it's like, fuck me, how quick did that just suddenly go up on our feed, off our feed, into WhatsApp groups? And then about another 15, 20 minutes, I'll get it sent to me by about four or five people. And I'm going, it's my fucking video. I, I fucking posted it. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, the content. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. But no, if you want, you want anything across any of our socials, just send us a video if you think it's worthwhile. Um, 
And also, if you want to be involved in the prediction, just send us a, um, a DM. We can give you a WhatsApp number or we can give you a Telegram number um, and you can send it or send it on um, on Twitter. Um, and we'll send it DM to us and we'll, um, we'll use them and get them out there for you. Um, we are back on Friday night. I don't know how many of the panel will be back on it, but we are doing a roundtable with um, some other championship podcasts talking about the run-in, the championship season this year, uh, shit refs um, and stuff like that. And the topic what will be coming up with them is um, digital season tickets because it looks as if there's a few clubs what do it, but there's a few what don't. And Sunderland offer you the choice. If you don't want a digital ticket, you can have a card, but you pay £10 extra for it. I'm pretty sure um, that's what they're going to do anyway. I'm pretty sure that's what Steve Cap was saying and he's saying not all that, right? Don't We're worry. going digital. We are going yeah, digital. We going. We're not going... You don't get the choice, do you? I think we just no. digital. They're doing it and that's it. Yeah. But realistically, it'd be much better if, if, if we had a strong fan representation... Um, then they could have fought and said, you know, because there's a lot of older generation that are fucking clueless with phones. There's a lot of people who don't take their phones to football for whatever reason. Um, I mean, to be fair, there's no point. You get no fucking signal on the ground. But, you know, if your phone dies or anything else, you're fucked, isn't you? You then got to go to the window. Too. Can I pay my crypto at the blue bus for a beer as well, then? Is that what's going to happen as well? Or... It won't be far off that, will it? Exciting times. <laughs> Do you know what, Gazza? I, I don't think you're a million miles oh, away there, mate. Here goes Mickey. Gazza, what have you done to him? He's a conspiracy. <laughs> the conspiracy is inside Mickey's coming out now. That's it. Listen, right? It's no conspiracy. After Wembley in the playoff final, the FA wanted to enforce us to have photo IDs. And I sat there and fought it, and we fucking got it away. We, we, we turned around and said, no bollocks. There are a few clubs that do it. Leeds do it. I think Leeds check away tickets away grounds with ID and everything else all they did when they were in. But we turned around and said, no fucking chance. No fucking chance <laughs> we have photo ID. We do. It's just that they're employed by the... Um, the, the truth is, after the Mickey, now. they did away with it. Yeah, yeah I fucked it. There's your answer, Rochelle. Just to be clear, if anything goes more digital... Mickey broke the mould. Any scanner barcode on Monday. It took me about 10 minutes to get in the ground. I couldn't find the barcode scanner. <laughs> before the game in Weatherspoons, but yeah, you know, that's <laughs> that's it. Um, right, we do a normal ending cycle. We'll start with you, Benjamin. Um, what, uh, have you got anything else you want to say, mate? Uh, all, all I'm going to say, mate, is I'm going to do my prediction video for you in about five minutes, mate, before my uh faith wavers throughout the week. Um, <laughs> okay, no, yeah. Genuinely, I didn't think it was that bad a performance, as you could probably tell from the amount of times I've said it tonight on Monday. Um, and I do genuinely think if we play anywhere near to that level against Preston on Saturday with a packed den, a bit of a more livelier crowd, then I do think we'll win. OK, Joseph, um, your missus is going to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> she's, uh, she texted me asking me what's going on because she wants to watch uh, Married at First Sight, so I promise I'll be there in a minute. Um, <laughs> well, we all know Gary Rant listens to our, our, our videos. He, does, yeah. he takes a lot of advice. He, Bye, chooses Gary. To, he chooses to ignore my comments on Bog Sam. I think that's on purpose to wind me up. But if he's listening, Gary, go 4 3 3, push <laughs> Fleming up, get SA started. Let's fucking go for it. Let's go direct and let's get out. I'll see you afterwards. Go on, yeah. Stephen. What are you going to say, mate? Uh, 
I'm going to go down a different route. If anybody wants to take part in the Who Are You series and do the interview <laughs> for the channel, drop us a message, drop me a message. Um, we've got a few stored up and ready to go, but it'd be cool to to get a couple more. So if anybody wants to do that. And um, I think I might do my prediction video for you as well, because I always oh, say I'll do it and yeah, I'm really no, late. So. Um, listen, <clears throat> if, if, you, if you want to come on Who Are You and you can pick, you don't have to have Stephen, you don't have to have Benjamin, you can pick whoever you want. Um, if you have a choice, otherwise, you know, go with Stephen, he's doing a great job with it, but you can pick anyone you want um, to do the show for you, so yeah, um, can I just say, that is probably one of the funniest comments so far, um, <laughs> if you're not following him, I'd probably follow, I'd probably follow Lee Dolby, because his, his Twitter Dolby, accounts Dolby don't last about, that long. Dolby's <laughs> about uh, 4.0 at the moment, he'll, he'll I think fire, there's a battle between him and um, and Lagbo. Yeah. I don't yeah. know who's had more accounts. So I think, I think Dolph's just, just edging yeah. it at the moment. Also, one, one other thing, um, I, haven't, I haven't discussed this with, with Mickey or Nomar just yet, but I've been speaking to so an old Millwall player. Live. Don't panic. I've been speaking to an old Millwall player that played for Millwall during the, the early 90s. Um, and he's agreed to come on and do a, uh, a show with me. So I'm going to interview him. I'm going to try and get it sorted, hopefully, over the next sort of week or so. But I'll speak to uh, Omar Mickey about it afterwards. Superb. Sounds good. You're going to like this one. I've got, I've got another player from the 90s as well who's coming over it <laughs> in... Uh, I've got four uh, players from the 60s. Look, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got five from the original team in <laughs> 1984. Yeah. We're still alive yeah. today. Yeah, well, well, I'm getting Vogel Summer on the show, and I'm going <laughs> to do an hour sit down with him. On that note, I'm off. <laughs> All right, no yeah. worries. Omar, it's been a while, mate. You yeah, I've seen say, you for a while. Thanks for, just thanks, glad for to see show. You. Yeah, thanks for having the show, guys. I love what you guys do, and it's been great to be on today as a guest, so I've really appreciated it. <laughs> I've been on it. <laughs> um, I'm still glass half full, but Monday still feels raw. I think we're going to hopefully win Saturday, but fuck me, we need to turn, turn up for the books. I think it's yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be a toughie, but I hope we do it on Saturday. So, come on, Mill. Excellent. Mine is um, tomorrow six o'clock. Tune into Twitter, uh, the sports. We're, we're post a link on it, and, and you'll know when we know. Um, and then Friday, when we come back to, to do the championship round table show. We could be the um, the best sports podcast or the best soccer podcast in the world. Probably not because we're against Sky and all that. But hey ho, at least we've been shortlisted. Um, remember, we are the home of the original live uh, fan interaction show. Um, we are completely unedited. You can see it's live on YouTube. Once it's up, we can't take it back down. And uh, and we much appreciate all of you giving up your evening when we do these live shows. And, uh, and come in. If you do have any ideas for shows you want us to do, ex-players or players you want us to do, um, let us know. We are looking at a few bits and pieces. Um, we've talked to ex-players with their goals and stuff like that. Unfortunately, we've got to sort of make do with some of the footage on there because unfortunately a source we had, someone else was using their footage with no credit and, uh, and they've taken it all down their access now. So um, I'm in the process of trying to sort that out. But you know, unfortunately, there's always one cunt that ruins it for everyone. Um, but other than that, I think that's it. Uh, like, subscribe. Um, make sure you tell your friends, your nan, uh, your postman, the ones down there. 
uh, Chris Brown a face for radio. That's not nice. He, he, he <laughs> done it. So um, yeah, if we if we won it, remember if we win tomorrow, Joe's going to stalk across the ground. Last last ground, last game. At game I did not say that. I was going to run naked said, across. Bobby scores to win the last game of the season, gets us up, which ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do it. But also, yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks, guys, for all your your comments as well below. Yeah. It's been great interacting yeah. with you. All, you all. so yeah, cheers for that. Yeah, it's great. Nice well, one. That's it. Um, that's it for another day, another dollar. Uh, this will be out as a podcast tomorrow morning. Um, thank you very much for joining us. And yes, keep the faith. And uh, we're going to be playing Luton in the playoff finals. So, uh, and then we're going to the Prem. And uh, we're going to do everything in West Ham next season. Have it. Let's go. Done. Dusted. That is it. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.